Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Saru Jayaraman is with us. She is the president of One Fair Wage and director of the Food Labor Research Center at the University of California. Of course, there is a lot of conversation in the city of Chicago, as I'm sure there is across the nation, about sub-minimum wages for tipped workers. Thank you so much for joining us, Saru. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So are you aware what Sam Ru- or Sam Rubin, he's another guest we have on, Sam Toya yes. <laughs> said on Friday? Yes, I have, a, I have an idea, yes. <clears throat> yes. And, and and so uh he he believes that um the workers who are now paid 948 an hour if they don't make enough in tips to reach the 1580 an hour mandatory minimum wage that applies to all other Chicago workers that you should go after the individual owners of restaurants you should call 311 you should turn them in and make sure that these tipped workers see a wage of at least 1580 what is the the stance of one fair wage? Yeah, <clears throat> so it's really important for your listeners to know that the subminimum wage for tipped workers is a direct legacy of slavery. It was created after emancipation by restaurant owners in order to be able to hire mostly black women coming up from the South and pay them nothing and force them to live only on tips, which was not actually what tips were pre-emancipation. Tips pre-emancipation had always been an extra bonus on top of a wage. Restaurants changed the notion of tipping into a replacement for wages as a way to continue to access free black labor. Fast forward 160 years later with the pandemic, for the first time since emancipation, millions of tipped workers are refusing to work for those wages. It's why we're having the worst staffing crisis in the history of our industry Thousands of restaurants, including we've tracked hundreds in Chicago, have voluntarily moved to paying a full minimum wage with tips on top. And they are saying, restaurant owners, we need policy that's going to create a level playing field, bring everybody up, and signal to millions of workers it's worth coming back to work in restaurants. Come back. Here's the thing. Even though there is federal law requiring employers to ensure that tips bring people to the full minimum wage with tips, Uh, The Obama administration is the administration that engaged in the highest levels of legal enforcement of that rule and found an 84% violation rate with regard to employers actually ensuring that tips bring people to the full minimum wage. At that time, the Solicitor General of the U.S. Department of Labor under President Obama declared the sub-minimum wage unenforceable. This is the President of the United States. That is the point at which President Obama's administration changed their stance from being for a sub-minimum wage to actually coming out for what we call one fair wage, a full minimum wage with tips on top, because they said there is actually no real way to enforce this rule. And that is why President Biden, likewise, has been a super champion of ending the sub-minimum wage for tipped workers. He included it as a day one priority in the Raise the Wage Act, which he pushed in Congress. And so... That is why you're seeing so much momentum around the country. Uh, We won this in D.C. in November. We're winning it in Maryland. We're winning it in 10 other states. It's on the ballot next year in Ohio even. Uh, It's already been passed in Minnesota, California, Oregon, Washington, 
Nevada, Montana, Alaska, many states have already done this and have higher restaurant sales per capita, small business growth rates, and tipping averages than Chicago. And so that is why so many workers are saying, you just won't work for these wages anymore, we're done, and why Chicago has to move quickly to end this now. Saru, you just gave me so much history that I was completely unaware of, especially as a, a, a daughter of someone whose whole life was waitressing. So that's what they called it back then. <laughs> you know, it's different now. But she spent most of her life making $2 an hour and relying on tips. And I think there are states in the union where 2 two twenty five something like that is still the wage for tipped workers. And so I think Chicago is like, well, we bumped them up to 948, you know, and and so you as a representative of one fair wage said it should be 1580 plus they should be able to keep their tips. What do you well, think? Oh, go ahead. Minnesota, Minnesota, California, they all get a full minimum wage, 15 or more plus tips. And the industry is booming. So right, and, and the industry is also faced with the fact that many people who are, are tipped employees are then, um, I don't know, forced, encouraged. Um, maybe it's a demand that they share those tips with everyone from the person bussing the tables to maybe somebody who's working on the line as a cook. That's right. And let's keep in mind, tipped workers to this day, from emancipation to this day, are still overwhelmingly, guess who, women. And they face the highest levels of both poverty and sexual harassment of any industry in the U.S. because they have to put up with so much to get those tips. Now, in the states that require a full minimum wage of 15 plus tips, we see one half the rate of sexual harassment because women aren't as reliant, completely dependent on the tips. They don't feel like they have to put up with as much from customers. So this is about racial equity. It's about gender equity. It's about sexual harassment. It's about ending a legacy of slavery. It's about ensuring these workers actually get the minimum wage because the data shows they don't. Uh, and fundamentally, this is about getting workers back to work. I know all of your listeners are seeing help wanted signs in restaurants all over Chicago. There just aren't enough people with inflation rising as it is willing to work for these wages anymore. Well, and we're seeing we're seeing restaurants that close at eight or nine o'clock simply because That's they don't true. have enough staff. Yeah. Uh, so right. um, I, I'm intrigued about the restaurants in Chicago who, um, you know, appear to be progressive and saying we're going to pay everybody twenty five dollars an hour. And at that point, do they keep the tips and that goes to paying everyone a fairer wage or what is your stance on that? Are you referring to like service charges? There are some rest. So there's three ways employers have uh, maybe looked into changing the model. One is what we have seen the most prevalent, what happens in the other states like Minnesota and California, which is paying a full minimum wage and sharing tips among all non-management staff in the restaurant. The second is some employers are using a service charge which is okay as long as they're actually giving that money to workers the way tips would be given to workers. Sometimes with service charges, we don't know. Employers sometimes keep a portion of that. So we applaud employers who want to move to a service charge but are incredibly transparent about how they're using that service charge. Are they passing it on to workers or doing something else with it? And the third model may be what you're referring to where people will go all the way to a livable wage and just get rid of tipping altogether. That's a very rare instance. Very few employers are using that. The much more common thing we're seeing most employers go towards is either full minimum wage with tips on top, tip sharing, or uh, service charges. And as long as 
you know, employers are doing it in a transparent, above-board way that actually gets that money to workers, we're very supportive. And if people want to better understand the stance of One Fair Wage, is it onefairwage.org? Is that your website? That's right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for the history lesson, too. Oh, thank you so much. Take care. <laughs> Saru Jairaman. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.